One of the challenges of living for Christ is having a healthy view and relationship with finances. I pray that after today's lesson, you will have God's opinion on money. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. Never, never, never give up. It's time for all of us to make some really difficult choices in life. It's time for some of us to put on our fighting gloves and to determine that we will never, never, never give up in pursuing God's absolute best for our lives. You know, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior is only just the beginning of this marvelous journey known as Christianity. The journey that we're on, being a Christian, serving the Lord and loving Him will culminate in living and worshiping in all of eternity, face to face with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior Himself. But for right now, while we are still sucking in oxygen on planet Earth, we have to determine, we have to decide to never, never never give up. We should never give up counting at all joy whenever we encounter a trial in life. We should never, never give up enduring or persevering. We should never, never give up asking God for wisdom in our life. Today, we're going to start by reading in James chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. We're going to learn as we read these verses that one of the issues that we need to never, never, never give up on is having a healthy, godly relationship with money, with material things, with stuff. This is one of the challenges of my life. Is it of yours? Um, I've had to realize, and I remind myself, doesn't come easy for me. I remind myself that life's deepest needs can only only be met by Jesus Christ. That money, stuff, things, material goods, they're not meeting a need in me. Those things are just the extras in life. I have to keep my eyes on Jesus, knowing that he's my provider. And that when he determines it, he'll provide the stuff and the things, but that I am to never, never, never give up worshiping only him. You know, we are the people alive at this time in history who seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and we trust the accumulation of stuff and of things to his provision. Let's read James chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. But the brother of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position, and the rich man is to glory in his humiliation, because like flowering grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with a scorching wind and withers the grass, and its flower falls off, and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So too the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. Boy, 
This is opposite of the way we have it in the 21st century, isn't it? This is so opposite of the way we have it in the 21st century, isn't it? That when someone has a high position financially, we think they've arrived. And when someone is poor or lives in poverty, we feel sorry for them. But that's not what the Bible says. I want you to remember that James is writing at this time in history to believers who had lost everything. They had lost their homes and their herds. They had lost all of their family heirlooms. They were gone. They had even lost family members. They'd lost their family income. They had no way of making money to feed their family any longer. It was gone. It was all gone because of the persecution of the early church at this time in history. If you're finding yourself in a low position financially, I want you to take heart. I want you to marinate on James chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And I want you to remind yourself that a high position waits for you in heaven. Let me read to you verse 9 one more time. But the brother of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position. This phrase, humble circumstances, can actually be translated insignificant in the world's eyes. Is that how you feel today? You feel that you're insignificant, that nobody notices you, that your life hasn't accounted for anything. Well, never forget that God looks at your life differently than you do, that he sees your labor of love, that he sees all the good seeds that you've sowed throughout your life. He sees how you've served people and loved people and encouraged people. And so it really doesn't matter whether your face is on the front of the New York Times, if you make the nightly news or not, what matters is that you're living every day wholeheartedly for Christ and his kingdom. One of my favorite stories that I often tell is the story of a missionary and his wife coming home from Africa. They had spent over 40 years on the mission field serving the people of that continent. And this story happened about 100 years ago, and they came home on the same ship as did Teddy Roosevelt, who had been on a safari with all of his comrades, with all of his rich buddies, and they had been hunting down giraffes and elephants, and they'd brought all these things back from Africa. As they arrived home, actually a ticker tape parade welcomed Teddy Roosevelt home down the street of New York City. The missionary and his wife, who'd been in steerage, they'd not been in first class like Teddy Roosevelt had been. They had only been able to afford the lowest class available on the great ship. That night, as they found a cheap hotel room in a dingy building in New York City, it was bug infested. The, the mattresses on their cots were only as thick as a piece of cardboard. And the wife stood looking out the window of their hotel room, forlornly observing the ticker tape parade that was being given in honor of this man known as great in the world's eyes. 
the wife began to weep and said to her husband, we went to Africa to serve God and no one is here to welcome us home. They have a parade and we have poverty. Doesn't God care about us? Doesn't God see what we have done? Her wise husband walked over to the window, put his arms around her and said, oh, but honey, we're not home yet. And I want to remind you of that brilliant truth today. Regardless of what you're going through in life, you are not home yet. These verses in James are a beautiful compliment to Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I want to remind you that whether you live one more day or 99 more years, that your best days are ahead of you because heaven waits for you. You know, life on earth is so temporary. Now live well while you're here. Live well the days that you have been given, but never give up reminding yourself that you are not home yet. Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 through 24. Thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast in his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things. I I don't know what you've got to be proud of. I don't know the things in your life that that might encourage you to boast a little bit, but I want to encourage you today to lay those things down and fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on your loving Father in heaven. And remember that you serve a Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. Those are your real treasures on earth. The rest is just stuff. James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. There's our word again, perseveres. This verse says, blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. There is a blessing in store for you when you never, never, never give up in a trial. What does it mean to never give up in a trial? Okay, let's review. It means to count it all joy. It means to stand in faith. It means to ask God for wisdom. It means to keep your eyes on him and not on stuff or things. 
I love this word blessed that's used in James 1, 12. It's one of my very favorite Greek words. It's the Greek word makarios. And this is what it means. You're going to love what it means. It means connected to the names of God. And so when you choose to persevere under trial, when you count it all joy, you are connected to Jehovah Rapha, your healer. You are connected to Jehovah Shalom, your peace. You are connected to Jehovah Jireh, your provider. You are connected to Jehovah Nisi, the God who always leads you in triumph. I'm telling you, you can't afford not to persevere when you're in a trial. You want this intimacy with God. Persevering in a trial means not giving in emotionally when you're in a trial, but standing in faith and declaring the Word of God. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. And remember, Carol is always available to speak in your area.